Hello and welcome everybody to the Melomancy Podcast, episode 67. My name is Dylan and we're here with no intro music because I uh, don't know how to find intro music. One day we should have intro music. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I do, but you should do it on the back end. So it doesn't even, like when you're bookending the podcast, right? When you're making it. There you go. Bam. Easy. Be like, this is Dylan coming to you from the future. Well, after we've recorded all this shit, but also, you know, if we were willing to put some money forth, I know, like, for like, I want to say like $150, you could get like a maybe like a minute loop track. Probably not like the greatest music you've ever heard, but it would be like usable for that. And you could use like half of it for like the maybe like a, a section of it after we introduce ourselves, it plays and then we come back in and then you have the rest of it for the outro. We could, um, you know, it reminds me when I was in high school, uh, there was this software. It was on like Windows XP, but like there's this software that Oren had and we would mess with it um, after school on Wednesdays. And we were making like really cheap techno, right? Like obviously okay, this wasn't yeah. very professional, but like it had everything you needed to make like a amateur song, right? I wonder like old school free loops, basically. How hard could it be? I don't know. <laughs> Like it's it's royalty free if I fucking make it myself, right? Like, why the fuck yeah, not? If somebody else wants to use it, they have to pay you royalties. Uh, yeah, not necessarily royalty free, just uh, Dylan exclusive. There we go. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean you're also not gonna pay the copyright or any of that shit too. So yeah, it's probably a fair point. Something to look into for sure. Uh, speaking of Orin and the rest of my fucking friends, everyone's playing this Project Zomboid game. What's up with that? You guys been playing it it's too? It's just that time of the year. It's that time of the year where you guys pick up a flavor of the month, and it, by the time I get my hands on it, you all stop playing? Well, Project Zomboid yeah. is a game that has been <laughs> out. You're not wrong. Sorry, I didn't mean to imply that. Right. Were or anything. Um, but no, Project Zomboid is a game that's like a decade old, more or less. Uh, but it's a labor of love and will forever be being updated. It's like uh, Kenshi, if uh, we talked about that. Or Dwarf Fortress? I think we did talk about Kenshi one night. Yeah, Dwarf Fortress is another good uh, example. I like that. Uh, but yeah. So, like, we'll play it now, and then a year or two from now, we'll also play it. And it'll be a little bit different. Okay. Same thing happened with Valheim. Yeah. yeah. And and a couple years before that, Starbound. Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah. We don't play that anymore because it doesn't really change much. As yeah. late, but it's released. They had a couple post-release updates that were pretty big, and then they moved on to other games. So I, I get it. Yeah, it didn't really outpace Terraria, and I think it was probably a good idea to like, like find a way away from it. Because like, if they were to can't constantly, because even like what Terraria had their quote-unquote final update, like what like five updates ago. So it's like, yeah, I don't think anything in that space is going to outpace Terraria. So. I tell you no. what, why don't you uh, explain to me? from the top down what the hell this game's about and if we have any like listeners binging our show in like 2030 2040 and this game's still there still being updated they can send us a boostagram being like what the hell it's nothing like that Fuck, today even if it isn't <laughs> there's not going to be anything like it in you know 20 30 years probably it's Tell probably worth playing well uh zombie survival that is kind of modular oh it's i wouldn't say exactly modular but it's somewhat modular and how you approach it just from like its own configs without even modding the game. Right. So you can kind of make the zombies you want, whether you want more Romero zombies or whether you want more like 28 days later zombies or somewhere in the middle. Um, and yes, 28 days later are zombies. Don't at me, nerds. 
Well, I mean, yeah, 20, uh, well, I got a little aside, but they are definitely zombies, even if they are probably like the furthest from zombie that you can get without not they being fill zo- the same before role. you stop being not zombies. Yeah. yeah. Um, Aren't the 28 days later zombies like super fast? They're yes, it, they're not even dead. Technically, like most they're like zombies, so... up humans, basically, hmm. they're, 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 it's rabies. Yeah, it's a uh, rage virus. It, I think is what they call it, but uh... I, think, I think they've. I think it's been said somewhere. I don't quote me on this. I might be wrong, but I think it's supposed to be like a some like an evolved form of rabies that they called the rage virus. Yeah, yeah, something like that. It's either that or mad cow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something in there. No, it's released by some eco terrorists in the uh, first movie because they're fucking stupid. Eco terrorists are dumb. It's one of the few like do what you want. <clears throat> Sorry, uh, do what you want games that is living up to that. Um, like, if you want to survive by being a uh, Mad Max-style road warrior, fuck it, go for it. If you want to uh, build traps and, uh, you know, have an absolute blast uh, blowing zombies up with pipe bombs and shit, you can do that. Like, I, I watched you stream it a little bit in the Discord, and I... I saw that isometric view and thinking about traps reminds me of Trap Gunner, that old PS1 game. I don't know if you guys ever oh, played that. Yeah, yeah. I did not because I never had a PS1. It was like um, a top-down uh, competitive game. It's like a one-on-one. It's like a fighting game, right? But like, I see. You, pl- you place traps, like remote detonators, and there's these bombs that just make existing explosions bigger, and like these traps that like send you flying in one direction. It's like... Um, it's like, like I guess, like Fire Emblem or Final Fantasy Tactics, where it's just a bunch of squares on the ground that defines your movement. It it was it, in a weird way. It was very similar to like Bomberman. I was gonna say it sounds uh, in some ways like Bomberman and uh, Spy vs. Spy rolled into one. Yeah, yeah kind of that yeah. game. <laughs> but it's made by Atlas, and one of the one of the characters is this girl who's like a robot. And she, she like runs around on roller skates and shoots like wow, ice cream cone where missiles. Where have they done that before? <laughs> well, that's the thing. They didn't do it before. It was the first time. And then everyone talks or, about I guess that's fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like like GTA and our friends, uh, you know, they always talk about how cool Igus is from Persona 3. And it's like, yo, you don't remember this other chick, though. I was there. God damn it. To be fair, I feel like <laughs> SMT is is like their biggest product. And then or well, I guess was. And then now yeah, it's Persona. Persona. <laughs> now it's Persona. But You'll you know, never see so, it coming. yeah, mm. so there's a little bit of that, but then like people like to forget that like they had their hand in like tons of other things, like they were a publisher more than they were a developer originally, too. Um, actually, I think they still technically are publishers, they just own development studios under them. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like FromSoft, you know, what do we know FromSoft for now? Armored Core, but, <laughs> but, well, <laughs> now, yeah. like, but if you were born in the 2000s, what do you know them for? Uh, it's the Souls games, only Souls games. That yeah, Armored Core I mean, Six announcement was like they they do other games since two thousand nine. <laughs> I would say yeah, I, I think it was two thousand nine. Well, if you're born in the two thousands, you're at at most nine years old in two thousand nine. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a fair point. Yeah, I, I was just I was just gauging it in my head. Yeah, the youngins just don't know about the gang Dark Soul and Armored Core. Besides, the yeah, point. Armored Core or like Kingsfield. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say Kingsfield was their first like foray into fantasy horror bullshit. That game, I'm glad that they evolved past that. If Dark Souls played like Kingsfield, they wouldn't be popular. 
Not, not even like that. Like even if it played like same gameplay, just that that philosophy of game development, mm-hmm. people would have thrown it in the trash. It wouldn't have been worth playing. Uh, Kingsfield is a very special flavor of game. I think I would like it. I've never played it for the record, but watching playthroughs of the game, it's it, it, it's unforgiving. Traps don't. There's no indication of traps. Usually, you have to die to them before you know they're there. Um, things are weird and janky in a way that just doesn't make sense sometimes. Like it's not just general glitchy jank. It's like developers didn't know what they wanted to do with this. So they just threw it and hoped it did something for the player. Like shit like that. Like it's, it it was interesting, but armor core on the flip side was a perfectly crafted masterpiece. Absolutely. It can do no wrong. I recently reboxed. Well, uh, until five, but yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) We don't talk about five. I've incurred four and now six. Yeah. Yeah. All, all five of them. So I recently reboxed all my DVD collection. Uh, well, not all. I have a very vast DVD collection. You understand. But uh, I only have so much shelf space. But before, they were all in binders. And so what I did, uh, for the sake of just displaying my favorites on the shelf, I, I reboxed a lot of the DVDs that I own uh, and Blu-rays, which just makes me want to buy more because I really like the, the pretty, like, well-done cases, right, um, and box sets. Uh, I did the same for video games, though. So the top shelf right next to the PS5, I have a bunch of old games in their boxes. Like, I got a couple steelbooks. I have the steelbook for, don't laugh, Dissidia NT. Uh, <laughs> um, but I also have the steelbook for P5. And no, I can't uh, blame you. You bought it when it first came out, right? Right. I was excited, right? Yeah. Uh, and, I, yeah, I regret it now, but I, I nobody knew it was going to suck. Especially back then, like the, you, uh-huh. you, you weren't gonna wait for a review. That just isn't the, wasn't the etiquette. And the gameplay wasn't even that bad. Like it's the fact that that was all there was to do. Like the story was awful. The story mode, even worse. Like it was just a collection of like a menu and cutscenes and sometimes a battle that you didn't want to play. Right? If the story mode was similar to Duodecim, but the gameplay yeah. was whatever this new shit is, it would have been fine. The gameplay wasn't that bad. It just, there was nothing else to do, was the problem, in my opinion. Because part of the charm of Dissidia is the campaign and the, the replayability of the story mode, right? And all the side questing. They actually put effort forth into the campaigns, uh, and they were really interesting. Also, you level up and you get equipment, and your equipment defines your build, both early game and end game. And uh, there's a bunch of side content to do that requires you to level up and get equipped. And I remember getting my first level 100 character. It was awesome. Uh, it was Gabranth, of course. But <laughs> um, but it was fun, right? Like, in the city NT, it was just arcade mode. It was like a fighting game. There was no leveling. There's no equipment. Fuck it. There's no story to speak of. It was sad. That's fine if they release that as, like, an aside project. Like, but then, it, like, or maybe, like, it released alongside something. Or, like, a, a year after or before another, like, mainline Dissidia title or something. Like, that would be fine. Like, mm-hmm. as a, like a tied over. Because, like, that has its place. I mean, how many how many games that have, like, fighting game elements to them that they release and nothing else happens with them? Because they're, they're so spinoff or, mm-hmm. like, spinoff-like that, like, they don't never like look at dive kick as a good example of something that doesn't have like a, a backing to it or anything it was released as somewhat of a joke but it was released as like a uh as a fighting game that only mattered the only thing that mattered was footsies right and people liked it but it was a novelty it'll never get a sequel 
I would rather play Urgai's God Bless the Ring. At least that one had a single player mode that was fun. Uh- <laughs> yeah, okay, that's fair. But, but you get my point though, is that like it kind of feels like that's what that the city was. Yeah. But yeah. so I reboxed it. It's it's still a pretty case, so I put it on my shelf. And right there on the shelf, Armored Core one in the case and Armored Core three, because it was I have it as well. Um Of course. Right next to Tenchu three. Because of course, good, good, good. <laughs> I got the classics. I accept all these decisions. Yeah, it, it makes me happy to see like my favorite things displayed. Because I have nice things, I just don't show them often. Um, but yeah, so I, I reboxed all my shit. Why, why was I talking about reboxing my stuff? What were we talking about? We were talking about fuck. Um, <laughs> fuck. We were going from Project Zomboid, and then we started talking about Dark Souls Armored Core. Dark Souls Armored Core. Right. Yeah, we were just kind of talking about yeah things. Yeah, because I have I have those FormSoft <laughs> games on my on my shelf, Tenchu and uh, uh, Armored Core. Though well, Tenchu three was not only made tangentially then. Yeah, yeah. T- and Tenchu three wasn't made by FormSoft, so they, it was uh, Acquire was the development studio, and FromSoft published some of them, and then went on to make a spinoff later on. Mm-hmm. It's still crazy that Tenchu was like this inspirational source material for Naruto. Like a lot of people th- would think it's the other way around, but it's not. Yeah. Tenchu inspired well, Naruto. In part. I mean, Naruto had a couple of big major inspirations, like Harry oh, Potter was yeah, another one, sure. funny enough. <laughs> Harry Potter? Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, it's it's there. Okay, so there where I was. <laughs> so there I was editing episode 66 of the Melomancy podcast, and I knew I had to... So Remember when I said I was going to not edit so much? I was just going to edit the parts where we're interrupting each other and the silences and just let it lie? Yeah. Yeah, so about that. Well, the other reason we want to do that is because um, people could just make AI podcasts now out of people. Oh, and yeah. some of them are not very convincing. But uh, if you normalize editing out all the ands, ums, buts, and pauses, then, well, what's the difference between your fancy edit and an AI doing it perfectly the first time, right? So, um, so what you're telling me is that I need to make a lot of noise with my keyboard in the background. No, because I'm so. still going to edit those out. Uh, however, <laughs> um, when it came to the last, uh, last episode, we, we, you know, we gave our takes on the, the Harry Potter controversy, and then we went into a review uh, because you actually played it. Uh, you've now beaten it. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you talk yeah, in a minute. Absolutely. But um, I went really hard on the editing because it's a very contentious subject, and I didn't want to be misquoted or taken out of context. Now, that it's not going to stop someone from taking me out of context, but I've made it much harder to do so by making the audio really fucking good with the way our points are constructed, taking out entire sections yeah. that we said. Like, I, I was very careful, and I listened back to every fucking second of that episode, and I will not be doing that to this episode or probably any others unless we talk about something super controversial. So what you're telling me is this is the time where I should talk about Avada Kedavadin, blah, blah, blah. Man, trying to say that is so hard. Avada Kedavadin. A school, right? Right. You know, I didn't even bring that up last episode because I had an entire talking point about how, like, in Watch Dogs, you could, like, scan people and see, like, their secrets and, like, personality traits. Like, this person's uh, a Muslim or this person watches furry porn. And, like, there are these clips of people just, like, scanning and then pulling out their gun and then, like, weird church music starts playing and, like, like rays of light shine. It's hilarious. It's very offensive. But I was like, they're going to do that to this game. Haven't seen it yet. But... (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, you like realistically, so there are two major camps I've noticed. One is Slytherin did nothing wrong, even though they are like 80% of all the bad guys <laughs> from the Harry Potter universe come from Slytherin. Maybe they should look at how they're treating that. We can blame that one the on that. Population. Yeah, but on the other one, 
on the other side are what I like to call, well, what is TikTok has been calling the Ravenclaw baddies. Because uh, <laughs> everybody loves Ravenclaw. At least they're women. Uh, and whatever. I'm down for it. They wear blue. Blue's a great color on anybody. Mm-hmm. Says the man with blue hair. Says the man with blue hair. Um, and if, you know, I'm down for it. Ravenclaw was my first house. Uh, my second house is Gryffindor, I think, because I wanted to see how uh, movie accurate their uh, living quarters were. Which, they're movie accurate, basically. Like, obviously it's a bit early, you know, 100 years in the past or whatever, but, you know. Pretty good. So anyways, game, rock solid game. Like, all things considered, it's a good game. Um, I can understand why people who wanted it to fail are not reviewing it or not talking about it in their reviews. <clears throat> the gamer. You know, even the ones that are, like, giving it good scores are barely talking about the game in the review, too. Um, so that's something like that I've noticed a lot of. Yes. There's a, in a lot of the stuff where, you know, they have to have their essay length why it's not it's okay for them to read the game but not you know so it's so crazy like dear listener in 2030 who has long moved past this controversy ign rated this game what was it eight out of ten nine out of ten i think it was nine out of ten they give it a nine but the entire review is shitting on the game and jk rowling's opinions and the people who made the game they they had nothing nice to say and they still gave it a nine out of ten what the fuck Yeah, yeah, that, that's IGN in a fucking nutshell. If if those memes aren't commonplace, I don't know, there's probably I know your meme page about it. You guys can look it up. Um, it's still around in 2030. So, <laughs> yeah, the, um, the game is solid. Like, obviously, it's not, not a perfect game. I don't think there's such a thing as a perfect game. Every game will have shortcomings, whether or not, you know, you as somebody who loves the game are willing to admit the shortcomings. Every game has, you know, shortcomings, be it in quality of life features that were not features at the time, you know, like um, Dead Space and now the remake have this thing and actually Harry Potter has it or Hogwarts has it as well, where if you press a button, there will be a line on the ground that says, hey, go this way to do the thing. They'll give you a little bit of verb about your, uh, you know, your current objective, because well, if you're playing any game and you like get into combat sometimes your brain had to shut off to like deal with the combat and you're like what the fuck was i doing yeah i don't i don't like waypoints in like the in the idea of like the grand scheme she's like you know in certain cases it's just like my fucking map is just filled with a bunch of arrows and it's like go here to do this it's like uh, i'm gonna wander around and do whatever the fuck i want but it's nice when you have like the one little thing of like hey this is the main thing you could be doing but don't let us stop you. It's like, that's fine. Like, uh, Genshin, funny enough, of all games, does that too. Where that that's that's it. It doesn't fucking blow your eyeballs out the moment you look at your map. Unless you put a bunch of waypoints down yourself, I guess. But other than that, you're good. Nah, there's one waypoint. So you can do the... You got two waypoints you can have in Harry Potter land. The mission waypoint and then the personal waypoint. You only need two at a time. So I'll, I'll, I'll bring this up later because I have an agenda item for Final Fantasy VII Remake, but I've been playing Final Fantasy VII Remake. There's no mini-map, and there's no waypoints, but the areas are relatively open. So I find myself, without my crutch, constantly opening the map to see where which direction am I supposed to go, but I'm spending a lot more time like taking in the beauty of my surroundings. Like, mini-maps are a mistake. This is definitely better. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I think, I, I think there's just something to be said about, like, quality of life is a good thing, 
and even you know fuck i'll even bridge over like accessibility even to some extent but there comes a point in time where it's just too much so like uh recently people have been talking about accessibility in the, in the idea of building like new controllers and or, or colorblind modes and, and things like that and about whether or not that's considered difficulty or whether or not that's considered accessibility or whatever, right? Uh, it's the, the, the age-old tale of whenever a developer talks about Elden Ring in a not-so-positive light, you know what I mean? Um, but they... Um, I got to think, I'm like, you know, building a new controller for someone who maybe only has a single arm or or um, or having, like, colorblind mode so people can actually see what the fuck they're looking at, I think that's perfectly fine. But I think, like, accessibility where you remove enemies from the game or or you make everything or an easy mode it's like i don't think that's necessarily accessibility i think that's just catering to people who don't actually want to play the fucking game in the first place because like there are one-armed people there are people with plenty of disabilities across the board that have gone on to beat games like sekiro and they managed to do it they found a way to do it they overcame things against all the odds where there's plenty of able-bodied people who couldn't so it's just like i feel like it's more of an insult to those people not not building controllers for them, sorry, but like easyifying a game for them rather. I yeah, I don't think there's uh, that's the conversation that uh, we want to dig into today, solely because that is like a two-hour tangent. If we want, yeah, to talk that's about accessibility in video games, and uh, maybe next time. It, 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 it did come up as a thing for Harry Potter. Is kind of where my brain was going with that one. I don't. I never saw anything about accessibility for it. The game is super easy. Um, even yeah, on yeah, the yeah. hard modes, as long as you pay attention to uh, the thing, like it does have, it has all the accessibility options you could ever fucking want. Like, are you deaf? Don't worry, we got you covered. We got a little ring uh, that'll be in the center of your screen that'll tell you noises that happened in a direction for you. Bam, easy. That's so you true. got your noise cues. You uh, need, you know, visual cues for when to dodge. We got you. You got visual cues for when you need to block or instead of dodging so you can get a good counterattack. We got you. Like, no, Harry Potter's got all the accessible, and I know I'm saying Harry Potter, not Hogwarts, but we know why. Yeah, that's fair. It, it, it's interchangeable at this point. Yes. Uh, that game is easily one of the most accessible games. They hand you the con- like that shit right at the beginning. Also, when you boot up the game, they're like, hey, here's your fucking letter. Welcome to Hogwarts, motherfucker. None of the, yeah. like, you don't have to, like, go through the menus to do that. You go through the accessibility menu, and then, bam, that's it. That's what you get instead of the main menu first time you boot it up. This is, hands down, a game that bent over backwards to be everything the detractors are trying to throw at it. Like, and it's still not good enough. I don't remember where I read it, but it was an article that was basically trying to like lightly slander the game so they didn't like pick a side basically and i remember it was one of the things they were mentioning they were like oh yeah, hey, easily the most accessibility game. could be better it's not not the greatest but that sound that sounds like perfectly fine that sounds good probably what they're really talking about is it didn't bend over backwards to play the game for them yeah i mean it has an easy mode where you don't have to pay attention to any of the combat rules like you could just Slap you the just, shit out you of you. need to hit the button still. You just don't need to pay attention to the blurbs. Yeah, exactly. The easy, okay. mode, the easy mode is like, tell me a story, Deus Ex level. Easy. Oh, I see. I see. No, it, it, you basically don't have to play the game other than hit the buttons. Yeah. Um, and like the puzzles are pretty easy in the game. They're not like I've never felt like there are a couple of puzzles where I looked up for the simplicity of not having to do fucking math. 
they can come to Harry Potter to do fucking math. <laughs> um, but other than that, like there was no like, and I was bugged on one. And so I looked that up and then I found out I was bugged and I was like, oh, okay, then I'll go out of the area and come back after it reloads and solve the puzzle. But because I was I was at a loss for it was a chess puzzle and you need to transfigure a, ba- a vase to be a chess piece and then put it in the spot to win the game. And uh, I didn't have the vase. It had broken when I walked in the room, even though you know, shit happens in video games, man. Yeah, the more advanced games get in, but then I went out and came back in and everything was fine. So no big deal. Um, Yeah, the so the game is a good game. I absolutely stand by IGN's number score of nine out of ten, maybe nine point five out of ten. There's very little wrong with the game. Uh, Because one thing that I have to look at is while this is a game that's kind of on this like spectrum of trying to appeal to basically everybody. um. It so the writing isn't going to be like R.R. Martin level airtight um kind of thing because and also I can see like some of the shadows of there having been a karma system uh, there clearly was a karma system at some point uh because the dialogue yeah, yeah. really leads into like the oh I didn't kill anybody even though I cut that man in half while he was frozen solid like I was goddamn sub zero with a wand. They probably realized just how, uh, either either how like tasking that would be, or they probably realized that at the last minute that they probably didn't want to put the development time into like making it matter. It's probably one or the other. Karma systems, and you know somebody can at me later if they fucking want to. Karma systems, by and large, are detraction from the story because they yeah. shoehorn you into doing things you don't want to do just to align to your karma value. Yeah, I also think that it's kind of weird. Like, I'll use Mass Effect as a good example of this. It is kind of weird that, like, like this is the neutral. This is the positive. This is the negative option. It's just like, or, I mean, I guess I don't really come out and tell you, but, like, once you realize which path you're on and, and you kind of, like, get a feel for it, it, it's pretty easy to tell what's what. And, I mean, even though the ending didn't end up really being much as a result, it still basically meant you knew exactly what was going to happen. Oh, sure. Like you, you're, you're at least you knew what flavor you were going to have, right? Like, it's like, I feel like well, there just comes a point in time where like something like cyberpunk is a better example where you're just making the choices you want to make. It's not whether about one's good, bad or evil. Uh, yeah. it, it's more about what the fuck you want to do. And then you get the outcome uh, based on what you did. And I think that, that that's more what games should be doing. Um, I wish three was like that too, but just like things like that, that that's good. Like variable storytelling. Yeah. Moment to moment decision-making is important, but like, if you want to have the entirety of your game's outcome be decided by a, like some choices you made in act one, that's real fucking harsh. Yeah. Like, cause your game isn't like any developers that happen to be listening to this. Yes, you're lovely writers. What you do is great, but your story isn't that fucking good because I'm the tel- <laughs> like I'm the guy doing the work in the story. Like, there's a reason that all of us, not everybody, can agree whether or not Last of Us one or two are good games, but we can all fucking agree that that show is knocking it out of the park. It's because when I'm not in control of the characters, they're all really good characters. But as soon as I'm in control and stumbling around like a jackass. 
it becomes less of a good story. The camera's following me, not the actual like scene direction. No, it no. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say storytelling wise, not necessarily always the case, but it definitely in like a cinematography way, yeah, for certain. So sure. I didn't like The Last of Us, the first one. I didn't play the second one because I didn't like the first one. But like I've heard the show's pretty good. I'm probably gonna binge it when it's all done. I don't want to do this week over week shit for something that that's a, a show about a video game that I didn't like. But like the story yeah. wasn't the problem. It was the gameplay. Right. I didn't like the game. But like <laughs> Yeah. That's not a problem when it's a show. Yeah, my parents are watching it and they seem to like it a lot. The issue is, is that I tend to we tend to not see eye to eye. And like if they like something and it's a good good shot that I probably don't. So I'm not Well I don't it know. is it, it is being both critically and uh, audience praised. So like it is like by any conceivable metric, it is a good show. I'm not saying whether or not you enjoy it. That's yeah, your that's own fair. personal taste. But like by every metric we can measure, it is a slam dunk. Yeah. The, the only people on the internet I can find that don't like it, they don't like it because they gave an entire episode of the gay dude and they, they don't, yeah. they forgot that he was gay or something, or they didn't find out in the game or they didn't play it. Right. Oh, uh, they're like yeah, no, surprised to find that Ron, like the, 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 I did see some of that. That, that, is that guy is, is gay. I think it, that was Bill. I think Bill, Bill is. Yeah. The, yeah. 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 That's no, not I mean, a surprise. Sorry, when I say weird, for the record, yeah. when I say weird, I mean weird that people didn't know that. It's a game that is not shy about uh, its. Uh, I mean, I mean, they literally made Ellie gay, and it was like a pretty common like. Yeah. I mean, they didn't come out and say, "Hey, I'm a lesbian," but they, you know, like it was no, they clear. did that in the DLC, and then in the DLC, yeah. well, they didn't come out and say it; they just showed it. Like you, you, it was very clear as day that they weren't friends; they were more than friends. I and, didn't play the DLC because yeah. I didn't like the game. <laughs> But so she's anyway, still a, so, uh, an asexual child to me. I don't give a shit what she thinks. And I didn't play the second <laughs> one, so I don't care. <laughs> um, so, but Harry Potter, Hogwarts, whatever. So I do want to address one other thing the, to the final, the big thing later yeah. in a moment. But so there, there seems to be this thing like, so first the, the, what I like to call the board white housewife community. Um, they're, allies for everybody that isn't them mm-hmm. um we we all know one at least one and if you go to the internet you know all of them yep. uh, these are people who typically don't actually have any stake in the communities that they're championing um and good for them that you know these downtrodden communities have allies however them a bunch of bitches is what they are um like they after they failed to boycott Hogwarts over J.K. Rowling maybe or may not being a transphobe. It's really hard, honestly, to nail down whether or not she is. You could listen to our previous episode for context. We're not going to cover it again. Exactly. So after they failed that, they decided to then be like, "This game is anti-Semitic. Look at the goblins." Okay, when Rowling wrote the goblins, they were very clearly just goblins. Like, we've got goblins. We've, we've had goblins, goblins have been like that for a while. And, I mean, you could argue that maybe, like, when they were first brought into existence and that, that, that stereotype was first brought in about goblins, it was, you know, based on Jewish people. But but the end of the world, but it's not, sorry, at the end of the day, it's not like that big 
of a deal that we now use that stereotype because nobody nobody attributes it to that anymore. People are no. trying to, but people we are trying don't. to be mad about <laughs> the game for no reason. Um, that that's fundamentally fundamentally what it is. We've got the the same. Uh, this is the same equivalency to lots and prayers from conservatives that don't actually care about the starving children in Africa. Oh, they're in our thoughts and prayers. This is mm. the exact same fucking energy, just blue this time instead of red. Yeah, that's. I mean, to be fair, it, it's a pretty common thing to to get sympathy or to or or more sure. specifically, not sympathy, but to get like. Uh, I'm trying to think of the word. You, you get my point. Not sympathy, but the same idea. Thoughts and um, prayers, more like uh, microaggressions and victim bucks, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. It, 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 it's basically one of those moments where, like, if you like, oh, you know, uh, I guess in this case, it's trans people uh, are, you know, downtrodden. I, if I help them, I'll look good. And you know, I'm oh, sure there's plenty of people out there that that maybe maybe um, for the wrong reasons, or or maybe for like. Uh, what's the word for it? Like uh, out of like some weird like misunderstanding uh, in some capacity, are doing it genuinely to be genuinely good people. That's there's probably people like that, but I'm sure there's just an equal, if not more, people doing it just because they realize it'll get them some fake internet points, or it'll or it'll kickstart their their Twitch career or whatever the fuck they're after. You know, I think thoughts and prayers would make a great episode title. I that <laughs> works so. In that same regard, since we mentioned Twitch, I'm going to get into the big one. So, our arch nemesis, or my arch nemesis, our arch nemesis, Silvervale. Nah, she's more yours. All I did was gank her a couple times in Arc Age. <laughs> she's my arch nemesis, Silvervale, who I. I'm more of actually, her arch nemesis, but yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm going to, like, lift the veil <laughs> on this. Uh, I don't actually hate Silvervale. I never really have. We had a run in because we played BDO together in the same guild company whatever they fucking oh, call it hold on media. hold the phone who's silvervale for the listeners silvervale is oh right sorry we've talked before about silvervale on the episode on the podcast so i just assumed everybody would know actually was it on the, i think it no might have been, it was in the pre-show it, it was our it was our pre-room where we oh, kind of get oh fucking shit that's okay. right you gotta start God, from the I've beginning my the dude sorry i know story. yeah yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. We're, we're so good. <clears throat> the whole story silvervale she is a VTuber. Uh, she is a moderately popular one, if not very popular. I don't know the actual metrics on popularity. Her herself is relatively popular, but it, she's a part of the most popular Western agency. Oh, Vij Sojo, right? Yeah. Yeah, she's Vij Sojo. So the, she has her own merch store and everything. Uh, I looked at it. Some of the stuff is pretty nice. There's also you know, a thought poster, but you know it's a requirement if you're a VTuber um unfortunately yeah no she's got like her po her avatar's poses both showing ass and boobs you know that weird body twist thing that they had on all the marvel posters for a long time yeah for black widow yeah yeah she's doing that uh but no she's got some really nice like clothing items i might pick something up um anyways moving on so she is she's got about a four hundred thousand uh twitch Followers, subs, I don't actually know the metrics on those, sorry. Um, but she, anyways, she is popular, right? And she's a, she's been doing it for, she's been VTubing for about three years. She was streaming exclusively for about a year. Um, she picked up in popularity because of Arcage, I believe. 
and uh, it was either that or BDO. She still streams BDO from time to time. Oh, okay. I have from my from what I understand. Her, so well, uh, I don't either. Ages. But like, I I, so, I I digging through people names that I I remember or know. So mm-hmm. every when she heard, when she came up in the news recently, I was like, ah, I'll go see what the fuck she's been up to. And I was like, oh, hey, she still plays BDO. I'm like, fuck, what the hell? Like, All right. She wasn't uh, streaming anytime I popped in. So and I didn't want to be like start anything but anyways so she and i used to play bdo together long time ago and uh actually if i showed her how to play dark knight like we were not close but i thought we were friends so i thought i could get away with making a joke um on her behalf to her we haven't we had another mutual friend so anyways what happened is she had started using um money like real world money to get uh fragments of memory some shit like that i forget what it's called Uh, nondescript uh, upgrade materials yeah yeah bdo upgrade materials she'd started using real money to do that and i wanted to poke fun at her because she had like an hour prior been like i will never do that (laughs) and so i brought somebody else in to help me poke fun at her and and it was supposed to just be like a little ha ha ha, but she and I talked to Dylan about this on you know before the episode this last weekend. None of us are great people in our early twenties, for starters. We've all had our moments of uh, right. Evil we all have our moments, and I, as an adult person, especially four years down the road, it was almost four years to the day. Actually, last week I I uh, dug out our old DMs to see exactly make sure i got my timetable right and yeah so i made a joke about it and she she actually well within her right got pissed about it and you know i've played this uh as a oh she was just being too sensitive for a long time because it's fun it's a personal thing okay for me to make fun of the situation and honestly for her to make it be the butt of the joke because she was telling it, I'm the butt of the joke. It's fine. It's how yeah. things go. Um, and I thought she was being too sensitive. She thought I was jackass, and that was the last time we really talked. Um, but, yeah, no, and again, I thought we were friend enough that I could do that sort of thing. I was mistaken. Not a big deal. So what has happened that is a big deal, though, is people are being real dicks to her and the V Shoujo community in general that are... Uh, streaming more than them even uh, there's been a couple other indie vtubers that got wrapped up in it too yeah the vtubers in general but uh, she was specifically talking her friends which i assume means the v shoujo group specifically Uh, but silvervale had a breakdown on stream crying moment which the dichotomy like the disconnect the dissonance of her smiling and super happy vtube avatar with her like sobbing Really off-putting. If anybody wants to make a Gen Z horror movie, that's how you do it. Um, yeah, really. But, uh, yeah, no, it was just, it's not okay to dox people, is what it comes down to. It's not okay, I don't give a shit what cause you're championing and how bad the people on the other side you think are. Because, honestly, you don't know shit about Silvervale. I barely know anything about her. And I had a personal connection with her. But yeah. these people, they don't know shit about her. Doxing her? Doxing the other oh. VTubers? Well, now they know her location. 
not cool. Sorry, I shouldn't make I mean, fun of that. But yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it, it's, it's not cool. Like, because even if, and this is one of those things that, you know, like the jackasses that originally made like the Azure, that website, if, uh, it, did they stream that wizard game? I find it weird that they 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 decide to make that too. They're like they're they're so afraid to say the name. Like, why? What the fuck does it matter? You, you think like, nobody? I think it was sort of an in joke. To be honest, I don't think it was. Maybe, uh... but I know that there used to be points in time in the past where they would it would 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 avoid saying the name of something or someone mm-hmm. in like some way where like it saying it is like uh, what like saying voldemort i guess <laughs> yeah it's how dare you say his name but yeah it's just yes, like same principle yeah. put your tinfoil hats on maybe all right they're got on it. It. maybe they said it that way uh because they wanted to do to like tiktok and other sites that they did to twitter before elon where they insert themselves into what is pc and what's not and they wanted to make it one of those forbidden things, right? Like, uh, you can't say kill, you say unalive. Maybe they make Hogwarts Legacy, like, a tag for, oh, this is probably hateful content, take it down, right? Oh, yeah, well, Ivana Kedava is the new kill yourself for that, that group. <laughs> that's awful. Goddamn. I mean, that, that that that's pretty solid advertising, if you ask me. It Yeah, it's great. So um, Every time they have to explain where that one comes from. Yeah, the, the Silvervale, she's been getting harassed, and so have a lot of other VTubers. She just got the headlines. That's what a, That's why her name specifically comes up. But it's been happening to a lot of other ones. She's just the big name. She, she got to. the brunt of it because, uh, I mean, I think we talked about last time, but Girlfriend Reviews is a big one the, the, mm-hmm. when we recorded last. They didn't get the brunt of it because they pretty they much stopped off. after that night, and they backed off. I mean, they went on to play it. They just didn't stream it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they released a somewhat funny review. Uh, 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 well, I, I said review. It was more of like a, a rundown of the situation. But um, Asmo, um, was it uh, Hassan, was it Hassan or Esmodo? Uh, uh, you're thinking I, Hassan. I Hassan. Hassan, yeah. probably. Yeah. He didn't play Hassan. it, but he uh, he agreed sort of with us that uh, you shouldn't cancel people for this. That's stupid. There's other things to worry about. Uh, and people roasted him for that. Yeah, and I I don't I don't know the guy. Not like, I think I said this last time, but like I genuinely agreed with his take, even though I feel like just a little bit of what I know about him. I don't know if we're we necessarily see eye to eye on a lot of things. Yeah, so. certainly not. But yeah, there, it was him. <laughs> um, Asmogold got name dropped by the somebody oh, made a yeah. stupid fucking uh, like internet video game. They plastered all over it. This is just shit posting, and you know uh, all of that. But it was very much like almost libel and slander yeah i mean a lot of it could be it's just uh, it, to be fair slander and liable and uh what's the other one there the big one uh defamation a lot of that a lot of the times things that are said are that it's just that it's very hard to prove it in court so unless it's like very cut and dry there's no legal precedent yeah. for it oh so. and when you open it up with this as a you know product for fun and not supposed to you know then they can people under parody law they can try to get away with it especially considering they're all public figures but yeah yeah the yeah no they yeah no there's a lot of things going around with that sort of thing where it's like we're gonna try to essentially slander these people uh yeah or libel i'm gonna use slander i don't know if i'm using the correct one because legally they all three are a little bit different yeah they pretty much same ballpark it. but not the same part of the field kind of deal yeah yeah the slander covers it as a catch-all the yeah, no, that's a lot of that going around. And yeah, Silvervale got a lot of it too because she refused to back down. 
She and I'm proud you know, of her. She for cried that, about it. Yeah, she cried about it. Okay, that's fine. But then you know she got on. She's like, look, this is tangibly what you people are doing. You know, she finds like in her Twitter posts that have like her Valentine's Day Twitter posts where people are just exploding it with these you know minutes old Twitter accounts that are calling her oh, transphobe and yeah. other hateful words. You know the. Like, uh, the same kind of people that be like, anytime anyone expresses something different than them, like, oh, that's a bot account. And I mean, to be fair, a lot of the times Twitter, with, with Twitter, it is a lot of times they are bot accounts. I was going to say, Elon found out that it was mostly bot or accounts. Or fake, you know, one-offs. I mean, they don't have to necessarily be bots, but you get my point. Like fake, you know, little oh, sure. sacrifice accounts that are only really there to, to post that one thing. And then they, you know, throw away the lock and key <laughs> with the account into a wood chipper. But... Well, Right. Well, so what ended up happening is all of that, and Silvervale stood her ground, and she told them to fuck right off. And I don't know if she's finished the game yet, but she played. She's either playing the game still, or she's finished the game, all on stream. Yeah, and I'm proud of that. Big old middle finger. There was another small thing which was blown out of proportion. So she turned on the auto mod. It's Twitch auto mod, everybody. Oh, and for the record, and, I tested this. It It, it is 1,000% true. Yeah, so if you say the word trans by itself, no words around it, the automod just blocks that. Yeah. And I want to point out, that's people obviously abusing it, because who would just put trans with nothing else in the chat, especially if they're going to spam it? Yeah, it's funny. One of the, the quote-unquote... Um, activists uh, uh, in quotation marks here um went on to post a video that actually almost tri- tricked me um we were when we were talking about this for the podcast i remember like oh i'll test this i'll make sure like we're not talking out of our ass here um and uh, i saw the video i'm like oh wait a minute that might be proof that she really is banning people for saying the word trans that's fucked up i'm like kind of weird but no what it is is um i mean that's exactly it if, if you say trans with nothing else it just gets Picked up by Automod. In fact, it's not even a it's not even a deleted or, or banned account or anything. You, nothing happens to you. Automod just catches it and says, "Hey, this person might be trying to be an asshole. What do you want to do with it?" And that, that's and, that's it. it is, one yeah. thing that people miss, you know, also get wrong. So, your favorite streamer isn't ignoring you, everybody, when they don't pick up your messages that got caught by the Automod. You and a thousand other people are spamming their Twitch chat. If you're like Silvervale and don't have mods, like real mods, living mods, that catch all of these, they're just going to get lost in the sea. Fuck, my small streamer ass sometimes can't keep up with chat. And I only have like ten chatters at a time. So, but that's what I'm going to point out, though. Like, your favorite streamer's not ignoring you when they don't do... Just reword your message and try again, man. Uh, That's the best I can say. In fact, I think some, a lot of streamers now actually have little like little clauses down, but like, hey, not ignoring you. I probably just didn't see it. Send it again. I'm not going to get yeah. mad at you. <laughs> so, although some will say, hey, don't spam, but you know, uh, well, obviously, don't spam your messages. No, no, no. I mean, like, like just repeating yourself a couple of times will be the like, I saw it the first time. It's like, okay, man, but like, I didn't know that. How am I supposed to know that? I get, I get, I get, I kind of get where some of these people come from. Some of these streamers are there, but um, there's definitely streamers out there that are not worth your time. But I'd say most reasonable streamers are not going to give a shit if you repeat yourself two, three times just so that they can see your message. 
Especially under the circumstances of, like, you know, machine gun chat. I do want to wrap up, because there's no real reason for me to keep droning on about this, but for for the record of everything, while I do, you know, jokingly say things like, some avails my arch nemesis, or whatever, or maybe, you know, tell the story in a way that maybe is a little exaggerated, or downplays my involvement, by no means do I have anything against her, and... Honestly, she's doing the right thing in all all contexts. As far as I can tell, she's made a community that is mostly one filled with positivity. So if you can have a 400,000 strong group community that is by and large positive, you're doing something right. Yeah, I was going to say, like, um, my small run-ins with her, what little bit I ran into her in BDO and what, and what little, well, I guess it was a bit more in Arcage. Um at most, she just seemed like the kind of person that would like get angry easily. Not nothing too weird. So, okay. Um, so, do you want to have a key of mule with me, Dylan, and uh, talk about uh, Atomic Heart real quick? Uh, a key of mule. Oh my god! I, you were the one that told me about that. Like, I can't believe that's not fucking real. No fucking way. It's the okay. It's again. So one of the things that I keep saying, and I'm not joking about this, it's just a funny way to say it, but the moral guardians, the moral police used to be conservative women or conservative men, conservatives, right? Back in the day, you know, the book banners and all that, which I guess some states, they're still doing that. Um, But now they've all turned into blue people, you know. Yes, we use red and blue in the U.S. They they literally just censored all of the, uh, I forget his name. Oh, the rolled albums? Yeah. Yeah, rolled That was some fucking it, bullshit, too. Where they're like, I'll be real. this is some problematic language to call the fat kid. call them fat. The fat kid, Loop, uh, from. But they, still, uh, but they left from, it enormous. Like, that, yeah. that is, that, isn't that still just calling them fat under a different fucking word? Like, I, what do you, you know mean? What? I want somebody to just redo his scenes in Charlie the Chocolate Factory and have this kid with an eight pack who just eats nothing but chocolate bars all day. Yeah, fuck. Why not? Why, just fucking take it. To Big the, Sugar uh, will love that. Yeah, no, it's... Anyways, I wanted to talk about <laughs> so Atomic there, Heart. There are real bars in America that, that won't serve you a Moscow Mule unless you call it a Kiev Mule. I mean, they may not. They may still serve you, but they may correct you politely, kind of like if you use the wrong pronouns kind of thing. But yeah, if you're doing it on purpose, like they'll start to slap you around I, a bit. I wonder yeah, how I widespread like that. that is. Is that widespread in your town? I don't know. It... I will have to check at some point. I don't really go out to bars that often, but I have seen it in person before. Like the Kiev yeah. mule is one that I have literally seen. Okay, well, like, don't worry. I there's don't... a solution. Uh, go ahead, victim. Yeah, like I don't like. Obviously, like I don't. I don't think I need to say this, but just for you know, record sake. Yeah, yeah, really. I don't necessarily like the situation. You know, Russia invading re- Ukraine. They're allowed to have their independence. That's they're totally acceptable, regardless of any evils they may or may have committed. Um, but either way, it, you know, nobody deserves to have their homes upended the way they, that they were, obviously. But that doesn't mean that we somehow, like, erase, like, the culture. Like, there's plenty of Russian people that are perfectly fine, not evil, not not bad people. Like, why, why the fuck, why the fuck do we hate the country? You hate the government. You don't hate the country. Victor, the Moscow Mule is an American drink. That is the all uh, the other thing I was gonna say too. Yeah, is that it's not even a fucking Russian drink. <laughs> it just has vodka. Or it's in based it. on, I guess, but you, whatever. It's it, because there's vodka in it, and the yeah, and vodka, yeah. despite being a very cheap 
alcohol most of the time. Obviously, there's expensive vodka, yeah. But, like, one of the cheapest, easiest drunks you can get without going to Everclear is vodka. Yeah, I, I think the only only cheaper drinking is, like, really, really shitty wine. Maybe, but it's not going to get you drunk as well. No, you'll have to drink, like, a full bottle, <laughs> probably, oh, before you're feeling it's it. It's not cost-effective. Yeah. No, it isn't. Cost-effective, like... I suppose cost- it also probably de- depends on the region, too. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, where you can get it. You can also make vodka out of fucking anything. Damn like, near uh, anything. Tito's yeah. is rice. Um, I've had potato vodka. I've had... Um, I think rice and potato are the main ones, right? Yeah, well, I was going to say, I've had vodka made out of sweet potatoes before. Ooh, like, that sounds good. Yeah, you know, the uh, sugar. No, Tito's is sugar. I'm sorry. That's right. Uh, I think that's what they said. I'd yeah, I think it's literally just over, like over distilling any alcohol will technically turn it into vodka. Yeah. But the, but yeah, so like vodka is super easy and super easy to get. Now this is the Kiev Mule, is the exact same thing as fucking Freedom Fries, uh, back in the nine eleven era. It is the exact same fucking thing, but it's blue. Yeah, but that was instead but that was for bones. a better cause, erasing French people. That's, yeah. that's a good cause. The only French word I know is <laughs> surrender. <laughs> hey, what do you call a Listen, I, li- I live in Canada. I'm allowed to make fun of French people, okay? And I give these hey. people their French cards. You, We're good. you already know where this one's going, right, Dylan? Oh, no. What do you call a French knight? Oh, uh, no. What? Surrender. Uh... <laughs> Fuck. So, I mean, yeah. I'll tell you why the Kiev mule isn't my problem. Because um, you sit down at the bar, and you look at the, the menu, you look at the mule section, and you look at the bartender, you're like, Give me a dark and stormy. Fuck your mules. For context, for the non-drinkers at home, uh, a a dark and stormy is like a Moscow mule, but instead of vodka, it's rum. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's much better. Same drink. Yeah. It's delicious. I am am rum biased, but I'm rum biased, though. So they offer you a vodka. Honestly, is okay, but like. I I, You got to have good vodka or you've got to have a lot of. um, Expensive vodka is really good. But I also wouldn't mix expensive vodka. I would just drink it straight. Like if they're gonna oh. tell me that if they're gonna show me a menu that has a Kiev mule on it, I'm just gonna get a dark and stormy. Like fuck that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so we bring up Ukraine because of Atomic Heart. So there yeah. was this story um, from what article outlet was that? It was like Gamer N or something, um, which was Surprise then quoted. Isn't just yeah. the gamer again, right? Uh, which was then quoted by Niche Gamer, which is way more popular, and how I found it. Um, but, like, apparently there was ah, some kind of, like, memo or s- request from somebody. I don't fucking it, know it why this is It was directly from the Ukrainian government, from my understanding. So I don't know if this is real. I didn't fact check this. It kind of sounds ridiculous, but... It sounds ridiculous, but... A bunch of people were sharing it saying, yeah, this is a great idea. Right. That's the reason why I think it's newsworthy, because that's fucking stupid. Uh, But basically, they were like, Atomic Heart has Soviet themes that glorifies Soviet and Russian themes. And some of the developers may be Russian. So basically, uh, I guess, like to fill in the blanks for you there, Dylan. Basically, I've heard from more news sources since. Um, I'm a little more likely to believe that it's true. That it was genuinely the Ukrainian government asked retailers, online retailers, as well as, uh, I think, some physical store retailers, um, uh, basically through the American government to remove them. Because they were, I think their, their development studio was based in Russia, 
The game mm. is based on like a fantasy rendition of Russia, and um, Russia won World War Two. Yes, yeah, I know what basically I just Russia said. is like Russia <laughs> if it didn't go to shit, essentially, okay. and then and then if, in the game it yeah. goes to shit. But <laughs> but yeah, so everybody so like, wants to fuck the robots. But I mean, we've all played mm. that game. It's 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 called it's called Red Alert, <laughs> right? <laughs> but um, everybody wants to fuck the spy in Red Alert. So yeah, no, fair that, yeah, yeah, exactly. She's basically um, a robot, anyways. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so like, yeah, and then on top of that, I think it was, fuck, uh, there was one other thing I can't think of it offhand now. Anyway, it's point though, yeah, it, it, so like, there's some truth behind that, I'm sure. I don't know how true, but yeah. They but moved so, yeah, the studio but, but, out of, but that's, um, that's why people are boycotting Russia. it now, is because they didn't immediately jump to remove it. Yeah, I don't see very big waves on this boycott. It seems even weaker than the Hogwarts one, which is why oh, I wanted to bring it, it up in contrast, is. right? Because, like, the Hogwarts Legacy boycott, like, that made big waves. That was big news. Uh, whereas this, like, I, I only found it from Niche Gamer and then the, the news rag that they were quoting, right? And, like, it seems to be a much less big deal. But also, Atomic Heart itself seems to be falling under mixed reviews, which, reasonable... Um, I've never liked Bioshock games or the Shock series, like System Shock, Bioshock. From what I've seen, it really just looks like Doom with a new coat of paint and slightly less fun. I don't, I don't know if it's I would compare it to Maybe not Doom. slightly less. I haven't played it, to be fair. It might be worse. It doesn't worse. look very Doom-like to me. It looks like uh, Bioshock. What? Really? Yeah. I don't know. I've played Bioshock and Doom, and it, it looks a lot more like, like, not Doom Eternal, but like 2016. Like it, 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 it gives me those vibes more than it gives me Bioshock. It vibes. was meant to be a spiritual successor to Bioshock. It was. Yeah, yeah. it's absolutely a Bioshock. Like you should gotta watch some gameplay of it. Like, it like definitely it, it, you're not really punished like. for gunning, like running and gunning. Like you're you're allowed to go all out. You're not really punished for. I mean, like, Bioshock. You know, Bioshock was more of a more of a stealthy game. Like, no. if you didn't, if you ran into it with the middle of a room without at least assessing your situation first, you could get fucked. Like, Bioshock was a much slower paced game. I, I yeah. think that might be true of Atomic Heart because uh, I, for, I think it was Polygon or one of those, like, activist blogs that um, they made some cringy article about how uh, Atomic Heart is more fun on easy mode, trying to cope with their inability to play uh. So I mean, that, but can we trust the the journals on that? Though? Or sorry, the the bloggers on that. I mean, they play every I mean, game on easy mode. They call themselves journals, so you know. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. Actually, yeah. But oh, and to be fair, I, I want to state I haven't played the game. I could the clips I watched maybe entirely out of context for all I know. But pretty much everything I see are uh, robots trying to fuck you. Yeah, I'm down for that. I've seen a lot of that. Or people who want to fuck the robots. Or, or people being really cringy, being like, "This is what real femininity looks like." I'm like, "Bro, that's a robot." <laughs> that, that ain't real femininity. I think you just want to have sex with a robot. I mean, I get the context they're making, but I think I know why you compare it to Doom. Mick Gordon did the soundtrack. Uh, I mean that is part of it, probably. But oh, I gotta know. cancel Mick Gordon now. He works for the <laughs> Russians. Oh fuck! We should have known. It doesn't go that route. <laughs> we don't. We don't need him having any more negative fucking. Yeah. Like, obviously, it would be bullshit, but. It doesn't matter if it's bullshit if people believe it, right? I'm definitely on his side, though. Like, after hearing what he had to say and comparing it to what oh, we no, were told. I, oh, fuck, dude. I meant, I meant like, the, the fake theoretical boycott we just... Um... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, he doesn't need any more of that in his life. Like... He, on the other hand, is perfectly fine. I think he is fully in the right uh, after the... I mean, 
I, I never really thought of him as a bad guy, even before he released his statement. I just thought it was a shitty, you know, situation. I mean, we already talked about this. I'm not going to go deep into it. But like, yeah. So, I mean, he, yeah, he doesn't. But he doesn't need any controversy. He's a good guy. Mm-hmm. He deserves everything. Or at least professionally a good guy. I mean, I don't know him personally. Right. So I don't plan on playing Atomic Heart on account that I really don't like the Bioshock series. Also, I, I got to tell you this. I, I might have told all the podcast before. I'm going to fucking tell it again. So at my first job, right? It was at a, at a college, the local college, right? I was an IT yeah. help desk technician, right? Um, I started as a lab tech, then I went on to the help desk, and there were, there were two organizations at this college. The help desk, which helped the faculty, the teachers, they set up offices, right? And then there was the shop. The shop, they did all of the labs, all of the classrooms that had computers in them, right? The stuff that was in bulk, and they usually had to use like deep freeze and orchestration tech, right? Uh, whereas yep. the office computers were more like they're just computers, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, it was a different it was a different job, and we had to like take phone calls and and email requests and go like help people um, who don't know what they're doing. So um, during the summer, the uh, the help desk and the shop would work together uh, because there's like a lot of classes are not happening because it's the summer. This is your opportunity to move entire labs from Windows XP to seven. Because uh, we skipped Vista, right? And it was already, like, 7 was already Good out man. for a long time. 8 was coming out. So we were moving to 7. Uh, <laughs> this was 2011, right? So or I'm 12. glad I skipped 8 entirely. Weird aside, but... 8.1 was okay. Um, but, yeah, no, you didn't miss out. Um, so, I don't remember what year this was. Uh, it was either 2011, 12, or 13. But Bioshock Infinite had come out already. So it was whenever that came out. There was this guy that worked in the shop. And he came up to the help desk and we were we were chatting away. Uh, we were thinking about getting some lunch and we were talking about video games as one does at work with your homies. Right. And this guy, like we're talking about video games that we enjoyed playing recently. I don't remember what the fuck we we're talking about. I was, I was probably talking about Guild Wars 2 or Planet Side. Um, and this guy just chirps up and he's just like, uh, you play Bioshock Infinite yet? And I'm like, eh, yeah, but didn't finish it. And he, he just deadpan looks me straight in the face he's like it's the best game I've ever played that's ever been made. Uh, I think he Damn. actually said this is the best game ever made, but I'm sure that's what he really meant was it's the best game I've played that I've ever made or that's ever been made. And I'm like, I got you. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> that Damn. is such I mean, a I'm low sure it's bar. A really good game, but you know, <laughs> it's like, oh man, the twist isn't even that good in Bioshock Infinite and the gameplay was garbage. Oh my God. You know, actually it's really funny that you, you tell the story. I, one of those like random like you know facebook tier twitter posts where it's like uh, it was something akin to like what's your favorite game or what's the best game ever made and i i swear to god i, I scrolled through it the other night just because bored doom doom scrolling and somebody fucking said bioshock infinite oh. and i and I, I you you telling the story reminded me i was like fuck when did you like, do this i doom remember scrolling? reading that was this the other day it, it, it was like a couple days ago in the year of our lord 2023 Yes. What the fuck is wrong with people? I remember I, I was reading it and I was like, "What the fuck?" I'm like, "I'm like, whatever." I, but it stuck in my head a little bit because I was like, "That game was not good." I'm like, "What the fuck?" I like Bioshock One, and I've heard Two is one of those games that, like, if you like it, you like it; if you don't, you don't. Um, but Infinite, from my understanding, most people didn't like it. It, it was it was largely considered to be weirdly preachy about like string theory and like. Ultimately, didn't tell that great a story. 
it was weirdly preachy about how much uh you know how racist everybody but you is that too yeah that was another weird thing like mm-hmm. there there was a lot of weirdness that went on in that game that didn't need to happen like it wasn't it didn't even remind me of any of the old bioshock themes like it just it just wasn't it wasn't a good game. And it was even dumb. the shooting and the powers system was like entirely neutered and gutted as comparative to the last two games. So just like even gameplay wise, it was not a good game. And two of them were useless. No, mm-hmm. it was like three or four powers and like two of them were useless. I played it. It had six or seven. It had six or seven. Oh, oh actually, I guess some of the powers weren't like your hand either. I guess is part of it, but it was no, dumb. The powers they were. They had like seven of them, but yeah, one of them you didn't even have to get for the story. We easily one of the most useful powers, oh, yeah. the catch bullet powers. Power that was a separate like. I think side. bees too. You could uh, ignore. I don't think. If I remember correctly. They had ravens, not bees, in that. Oh, one. that yeah, sorry, yeah. And that was definitely a part of it because that was the second. That was no, you got mind control, fire, and then ravens in that order. I think. Yeah, something you can do anyways. But yeah, it just ultimately wasn't that great a game. And like, like a lot of the gameplay loop was like move to shooting arena. Shoot. Have a, yeah. We have a random story uh, decision that didn't matter. Booker, here, have some ammo. And then and then at the end of it, you're like, it's like, oh, surprise, your choice is not mattering was the point of the game. It's like, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Innovative innovative you you just made a shit game the way other games mm-hmm. were made at the time but then made it the point oh, fucking good job awesome that's why i love youtube right and now i i shit on youtube a lot but youtube i need to praise here because there's no shortage of weird activist bloggers that praise the shit out of this game but youtubers uh well some of them probably talked and praised this game as well however Nobody's making videos about Bioshock Infinite in 2023, but you know what? They are making videos about fucking Metal Gear Rising, which had its 10 year anniversary yep. recently. Yeah, right? boy, let's go. And I've seen like 30 hour long, whatever have you, like video essays on fucking Soul Reaver because it's so good. It warrants a video essay in 2023 by, you know, whoever wants to fucking make one yep. in Bioshock Infinite. No, no attention. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it isn't yeah, think- worth it. I think that's honestly just a testament to the fact that people don't really want games that preach to them. Because, I mean, and to be fair, Bioshock Game, it was, that wasn't entirely the reason why it fucking failed. But, like, people don't want a game that tries to be, you know, artsy or tries to be very um, robust in the way that it, it's, it's put together. It's like, save that for the movies, man. Like, like video games are, are supposed to be fun interesting and mm-hmm. a fantasy it, it, it's an escape that's why i didn't like the new god of war because it's like i don't care how good your story storytelling and presentation of cutscenes is if the game isn't fun it's not gonna good not gonna be a good game right yeah and i mean like don't get me wrong you can tell a really fucking great story in a video game no no you know like something that's really like has its ups has its downs i mean like look at uh, like persona 4 is a really good example of this um like one of the bad endings, uh, I guess, minor spoiler. Well, it's a big spoiler. Uh, you know, I'll just say they, they kill a character that is like beloved and and like really bold thing for them to do. And they they don't shy away from it. It just happens. That's yeah. fine when things like that happen. But like, it shouldn't be like 
the entire theme, the entire fucking way, the entire time. Mm-hmm. No love, no soul, or, or anything like that. It's like, nah, save that for a movie, man. Like, yeah. save that for like a kinetic experience. Don't push that shit into your video games because it's just not going to be fun to play. That's why I'm such a big fan of the Dragon Guard, the first one, uh, because uh, the story is batshit crazy and absolutely profound, uh, but the game's fun. So it doesn't yeah. matter, like, uh, what the other shortcomings are because it's fun to play. Yeah, I'm just thinking, <laughs> like, the first thing that comes to mind is, like, J- JRPGs with, like, super long stories. I cannot imagine, like, I'm trying to think of, like, a really good fucky movie, like, I don't know what, like... Butterfly effect, Donnie Darko, something in the in that ballpark. Anyways, can you imagine a JRPG with that same level of storytelling or that kind of storytelling, but with like eighty hours worth of gameplay? You'd tear your hair up. Mm-hmm. You hate it. There's not enough going on. It- Obviously, uh, maybe JRPG is a bad example, but it's the first thing that comes to mind because it's long form content. But mm-hmm. even like twenty, thirty hours would be un- annoying. It would just wouldn't be fun. After a while, you'd be like, "All right, man, I get it. You're trying to fucking sell me a twist that's going to happen in ten more fucking hours." A twist that never comes. That too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, speaking of JRPGs, uh, I finally, finally got around to playing the FF7 remake. I'm not done with it yet. Uh, but you know how um, Sony has that com- competitor to the Games Pass, uh, the PS Plus, yeah, yeah. right? So, yeah. F- FF7... Competitor, it was always a heavy way of phrasing that, but yes. I know. Well, you gotta, you gotta have I mean, some I guess respect. It's the, closest, it's the closest thing to a competitor. Yeah. There. They're doing a lot better now than they used to do. Yeah, like, like, yeah, but it still costs like three times as much. It's uh, no, it's five dollars, and they more. still don't put new games on it. <laughs> it's five dollars more, uh, and is it? And then Game Pass is like eleven bucks. The Game Pass is fifteen. Fifteen if you want the be able to stream. This right. is the key part of uh, yeah. Game Pass. If you have to buy Ultimate, which is all Xbox, all PC games, and you can stream them on any device that lets you. That's fair. I wasn't thinking of the lower tier. Uh, so for like 110 bucks, I bought a year's subscription to the highest tier for Sony, uh, which ended up being closer to 15 bucks a month because uh, it was in bulk, right? Um, and now I have it yeah. for a year. Um, and Final Fantasy VII Integrade, uh, Remake Integrade was on there. Um, so is Scarlet Nexus, which I'm so hyped to fucking play. And dude, they just added Legend of Dragoon. But you know what, Vic? You don't need the subscription because they added it to the store as well <laughs> for 10 bucks. So when you're finally ready to play Legend of Dragoon, you don't have to emulate it. You can just buy it on your PS5. 10 bucks. That's huh. probably what you should do. <laughs> I'm actually looking at it right now. You're right. This is actually not... Uh, this This has to have been worth... This has, has to have been more money later or earlier on. Oh, this no, doesn't look like before. this is this is not the same. No, <laughs> even when they first changed it, it was different. This is an entirely new menu. No, it used to be impossible, like impossible to see without a PS uh, five. four or five too. Like, yeah, it, like it used to be impossible to see the menu like without it. Now they've like listed well, out what's on it and all that. Originally, they had the three plans listed when they first introduced them, like what, like a year or so ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's like. A huge thing where you can preview everything that you would get. It's got the whole laundry list here. Right. Like, you're not missing a damn thing. Like, it, it's all listed out. And I could pay right now for... I, I don't know if it's saying an extra... I think that's just extra as the tier. Um, mm-hmm. Where I could I could just pay $36 right now and I will get it for a year. 
because I'm upgrading mm. from a from a pre-existing plan that I, I pay for every year. I think it's like a third year now. Nice. Um, so that's I mean, kind of cool. You that's could just do that because I don't know. If okay, you... I, I take back the slander. I take back the okay. slander. It, it actually seems a little bit better now. I was gonna say I, when it launched, it sucked ass and had no games. Right. Um, well, even then, though, like this, like the pricing points and the fact that upgrading was basically paying again was fucking weird. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a better model than fucking Nintendo. Like, I can't believe they charge that for what they offer. Like, um, what Nintendo? <laughs> uh, well, uh, I guess with Nintendo, it's a little different because, yeah, the, the price points on Nintendo Switch just suck ass. I think that's a one well known people people in the in the Nintendo communities call it the Switch tax. Um. And yeah, it fucking sucks. But at the very least, once you have it, once you buy like their new their new plan, uh, you have every retro game under the sun that they have re-released uh, for free. Right. Or well, I say free. They're they're packaged in. Good for them. I have no nostalgia for any of those games, so it's like that. Yeah, that, yeah. that's that's the big thing. If you're not into it, you're not into it, right? It's not never going to be worth it at that point. But it's all like old stuff and first party Nintendo things, and it's like you know what. I had a PlayStation yeah. when I was growing up, and they just put fucking Legend of Dragoon on the the damn plan, and it's like holy shit. Uh, they also have like the original FF7, FF8, FF9. Like I know you played through FF7 on stream, but like if you ever thinking about doing like FF8 remake, FF9, Legend of Dragoon, I know that's on your list. Like it's all there, and like I I downloaded so many games I haven't started yet. Like I'm so excited. Oh, and. <laughs> almost, almost the entire Ubisoft collection mm-hmm. is on here now too. They they call it Ubisoft Classics. It says classics, but it literally is like everything. What up to Breakpoint even, which is actually only like five, maybe not even not even five years old. Yeah, uh, they've got Scott Pilgrim on here, which that was a re-release that I only happened like a year ago. Uh, so it, it, it's not really that old of a list of games, honestly. Yeah. I've been playing uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag for my my son. He really likes pirates. Uh, And it's funny because like he didn't realize at first that I was killing people. I was like and I was like playing into it. Uh, So I'll do like a backstab with the hidden blades. I'm like, go to sleep, go to sleep as I like try to stealth all the missions and not just murder everyone to obscure the fact that I'm murdering everyone. Uh, It's it's much harder. Assassin. (laughs) <laughs> he's figured it out now he's pretty smart uh he, he knows i'm killing people but then, then he started saying go to sleep go to sleep as i'm stabbing people with swords That's so funny boarding That's their boats so good. yeah or, or shooting them with the cannons go to sleep <laughs> like <laughs> i i get a kick out of it um yeah but dylan do you like the swivel gun a lot on the <laughs> it's effective it's oh yeah clearing effective. up the boat without even jumping onto the boat you're like okay well it's mine now <laughs> I, I shoot a golf ball sized hole in the first man. He's dead on the spot. <laughs> Is that our new, like, uh, I put on my robe and wizard hat? Yes. <laughs> it's a copy pasta. It's really funny. Um, but yeah, like, I guess TLDR, the, the Sony Games Pass alternative is, like, a lot more competitive now than it used to be. And, like, I have a Razer Kishi, the, the phone controller. That was built for Game Pass, and I never used that streaming thing. Like I, I maybe played Halo a couple times on my phone just to prove that it worked. Like it's not that cool. Uh, it works as advertised. However, when would I ever fucking do that? When I, yeah, only when I'm home. Why would I do that when I'm home? 
when I have a fucking Xbox. Like, <laughs> I would just play on the Xbox. It doesn't make sense. Um, so I canceled my Games Pass. Um, the only game that I was consistently playing, my son was playing Minecraft a lot. So I bought Minecraft for 20 bucks and I was like, all right, now we just have it forever. Cancel Game Pass. And then I bought the Sony one. Very satisfied with the Sony one. Um, the first game I played on it, uh, what was it? Um, God of, oh wait, no, God of War came with the console. Oh, then, Legend of Dragon right there at the front. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. So if you don't want to upgrade your subscription, you can just buy it for 10 bucks and I, it'll probably be worth it because that game and is And that's not goat. even a markdown price, by the way. That is just straight up the price. They're not, it's, on, it's not on sale, rather. That is, right. is the price they're giving it at. Okay. Totally fair. Um, Wild Arms. I've heard some good things about that. Yeah. That's sitting there. Mm-hmm. They also added Horizon, oh, the new Horizon Zero Dawn game, which is probably shit. Um, <laughs> Might as well be considered a, an oldie at this point, considering. Um, and they added Scarlet Nexus, which you already have on Steam. Um, yep. But Scarlet Nexus, that's 10 out of 10. Uh, I'm going to be replaying it uh, next after I beat FF7. Um, when I shake this sickness I'm going through, uh, I'll be back to streaming that at some point, too. Mm-hmm. Or I say back to, I mean, I'll be back to streaming and I will get to it, but... You gotta get through Replicant. All you need to know yeah. for Replicant is that you have to get every weapon. You don't need to max them out. Uh, you just need to own every weapon, and you will get what you need. Yeah, well, well it'll be fine. I'll I'll get through it. And there's only a couple of weapons that are given through side quests, so it's like if you just like go out of your way to do like side quests, you'll you'll get them all. Um, it seems like a daunting task, but it actually snowballs pretty quickly after your first clear. Right when you get ending A, um, yeah, it all comes together like endings like B, C, D. They actually come together rather quickly, um, and then you got to go all the way to the end. To I think ending E is the last one, uh, which was not in the original game. It was new. It's new for this, and it is awesome. Like you've got to get there. I'm so excited to watch you play that. PS5 being turned off. There we go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what else we got on the list? Got to got to say that 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 was surprising. I did not expect to boot that up and it actually be decent. Now. Yeah. So on the on the on the same subject of PS5, there was the state of play today, which is like a Nintendo Direct for fucking Sony, and um, but they're nowhere near as great as the Nintendo Directs that they do. I think the only thing on there like that I saw was that there was like Street Fighter. Um, they announced a couple more characters. I, I don't remember who they were. I don't really care about Street Fighter. Um, there's a, yet another Resident Evil 4 remake. Uh, this one is a remake, not a remaster, which is different. Yeah, it, looks, oh. it, look, it actually looks really fucking good, too, surprisingly. I was surprised they went the remake route because they could have just, you know, followed in Skyrim's footsteps and just made a billion remasters. It, nobody would have minded. Nah, what they're doing right now is they they're re, I think they're remaking every uh, mainline Resident Evil game. I wouldn't be surprised if five and six got remakes too. Well, four. I've seen um, some stuff for four already. Like before this, it, the four's been on the menu for a couple it, years now. Like, yeah, two years. It's like one of the most remade games ever. It's up there with Skyrim. Yeah, it, 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 it's, in fact, I think it is literally more than Skyrim. Oh no, but no, the remake. Uh, so I meant remaster. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The remake for four is on. Has been on the menu for. Like with visuals, like gameplay footage, since uh, the last big uh, yeah, since about three's event. release, a couple months after. No, since the last big gaming event, we've seen like oh yeah, visual, like gameplay of it. So that um, 
I forget what the bit, last big gaming event was. It can't have been the stupid ass uh, game awards. It might have been. Maybe? I mean, there was a Nintendo yeah, Direct. Know. Well, uh, well, but they wouldn't have done RE4 for Nintendo Direct. Yeah, yeah. RE4 make. Well, I mean, maybe it might go to Switch. It did show up on a but they lot wouldn't of Nintendo have done consoles. It. They wouldn't have done their gameplay reveal on that. No, they wouldn't have. That's fair. Yeah. It must have been the Game Awards then. Fuck. But yeah, no, I've seen it because people were bitching about there. There's a dog that Leon could save at the very beginning of the game, and yeah. in the remake, they've already shown that the dog is dead. Which, to be fair, that might just be misdirection. I. It, it might be, but because it did have gameplay it, implications, it wasn't just it a it wasn't just a dog you saved. It, it also changed a bit of the game. Yes, later if on. you uh, yeah, if you save the dog, then there was a boss like uh, two or three bosses later where it jump in and help you fight the boss, uh, and then promptly die. But well, that was its job. Or I think you could save it if you like played it perfectly, but for the most part, it dies. Yeah, the bo- it, the boss might kill it. Yes. But if the boss doesn't kill it, then that's the end of its involvement of this. It might as well be dead at that point, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, I, I think it, it's important that they maybe, if they weren't planning on adding it in, that it does get added in before it gets launched. Because Resident Evil 4, one of its biggest selling points for a lot of people was that how variable things were. Like, everyone makes the joke about shooting the water in so you can get infinite ammo, uh, and then you get eaten by a fish. But... <laughs> You know, like there's there's tons of that shit throughout the game. That's just fun. The like Resident Evil Four was one, I think the first time one of the Resident Evil games just wasn't just a game. It was also kind of like an experience in some capacity for a lot of people. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's important that they they add in all the variability. I think people will, will be will miss it, um, especially considering a remake is supposed to be an upgrade, not a downgrade. Well, and my understanding too with the other three remakes that they've done so far is that they've basically just improved both quality of life and um, gameplay, but more or less left at the same game. Which is funny to me that three ended up being the one that people didn't like when they did that. Or, I mean, I say didn't like. I mean, they didn't like it as much, I suppose. But because before, three was the one that people liked over one and two. <laughs> well, right. But also, keep just in funny mind, how things we've done, like they're, they're rapid firing these things out. Like, it's like one a year. Three probably got less attention just because they figured it was already a beloved game and they probably didn't need to, but it was probably the wrong choice. That's probably a fair point. I think well, it's I'm fair. Just saying, like, the, they're just rapid firing these games out. Yeah, I mean, well, one and two succession. were very beloved remakes. Well, I guess one wasn't really a remake, it was just no, a I'm very heavy done fatigued. remaster, but. Oh, I'm, I'm saying that's people fair. are getting fatigued because, like, this is, it was like. First, you know, like three years ago, they did Resident Evil One. Two years ago, they did Resident Evil Two. No, Last Resident Evil One's did... the, the Resident Evil One one was a, a bit before two, like a couple of years before. I'm gonna look it up because I, I think it, I think it was like 2017. I think we better fact check that. <laughs> yeah, let me check. So while you're looking that up, I I just wanted to point out that like. I don't know if remakes are necessarily healthy. Like for Resident Evil, I can understand because those are so old and the remakes are so different, right? Than the source material. And like I, I mentioned earlier, I started playing the F7 remake and it's very good. And it was very different. It was 2015. 2015. Okay. When when was the second one to come out? Oh, wow. Uh, it, Resident Evil 1 one was a lot. 2015 was a long time ago. 
And the Resident Evil 2 one was 2019. But to be fair, with with what Ricks is saying, is that Resident Evil the Resident Evil 3 remake did come out really soon after 2. Fair. That is fair. Um, yeah. You know what remake uh, doesn't need to exist? The fucking Last of Us. They fucking remade we've, it. We've hit on this one before, Dylan. I know. Yes, I just they're I, going for uh, they're going for Todd Howard's throne of most re-released game ever, and I've also seen for the fairness on that one too. I've also seen people point out like some of the differences between the uh, original, the HD remaster, and the remake, and pointed out in several places where the HD remake was ultimately worse like in design mm-hmm. yeah i don't know if they did they rewrite some of the story they must have four? we yeah. don't know it has it has for a, one, oh, okay oh, for, I, for one and two they didn't i don't think well i don't know um, anything about three i just knew people didn't like oh it no much. we're talking about last of us Vic. oh last the of last of us uh H- I the that, last of bad. us remake um i if i they heard they anything, did i don't know what it was well, my assumption would be to make things a little less ambiguous, hmm. like uh, Joel's noble, uh, noble sacrifice of those doctors. Uh, mm-hmm. They had it coming and they deserved it. Well, I mean, it's one of those <laughs> things like it was ambiguous in the original game on purpose. Right. Because you're supposed Joel to be able didn't to know think if he was it. doing the right. Thing. You're supposed to basically question whether or not it was the right call yeah. for the humanity in the long run. And then I guess in the second game, you find out that it was in the, the right call. In the second game, you find out. Yeah. And your choice didn't ultimately matter. Which, that, that's, you know what? I never thought about it. That's the same reason I don't like uh, Korra over uh, the Avatar The Last Airbender. It was the same reason. They, they rewrote shit and made it so it didn't matter. And what we were taught in the first one didn't matter anymore. That shit I hate. Don't do that with your series moving forward. The future <laughs> state in your head was cooler than the reality. <laughs> well, and not even that. It's just like the the foundation of the story that we were given. And when we finally learn about it, we finally have all the pieces together. They just start pulling pieces from it. And like, nah, that ain't right. That ain't real. Even though I told you it was it's like, uh, listen, man, you cemented that. You can't just rip that piece of fucking cement out. Come on, man. No, they can, they can rewrite things. They, they made a full blown flashback episode in Korra for those who haven't seen it to rewriting how bending originated, even though they taught us about how it originated in the first one and that was i didn't really think about it but that's the same reason i don't like the last of us too is they they i mean it's a little less egregious maybe but they they, they basically wreck or not even retcon they just basically took what would have been a morally ambiguous question of like they didn't show us the ramifications we just knew what they could be you know and in the case of avatar we we knew that it, you know, back in the uh, thousands of years, this happened. Um, so then they start to like retcon it in the case of Korra, or they start to like, un- or you know, pull the wool from our eyes in the case of The Last of Us Two. It starts to get boring. It's like, okay, well, then what the fuck do I believe? You know, it's like, or or even in the case of The Last of Us Two, it's just like, okay, so I shouldn't have any childlike wonder or childlike fear, I guess, in some case. Um, what's happening anymore it's just take it at you know face value because you're either a going to tell me later or b it doesn't really fucking matter um 
Yeah, I don't know. That was a weird tangent to go on, but I think you, I just had like an epiphany there. So that's what I like about the FF7 remake so far. Now, to be clear, I haven't beaten it yet. However, I'm aware of the fan theory, and I have a couple of spoilers in the belt, or uh, in the chamber, right? So. Uh, I guess minor spoilers for this now old game that's about to have a sequel come out, right? In the FF7 remake, um, everything that happened in FF7 really did happen. It is important. Uh, but the premise of the FF7 remake is that the villain, Sephiroth, right, is using time travel shenanigans to try to change his fate. And every time uh, things play out slightly different than the original, uh, a bunch of weird shit that is hard to explain happens and the story like gets back on track, but it plays out slightly differently, but we're still heading towards the same conclusion. But every time we get yeah. off the track, shit happens. Right. And so, um, that explains why we get more exposition here and there. Um, it doesn't explain why the areas are bigger. Right. But that's just, I guess a consequence of the remake. Right. Um, I mean, the visuals, I think that's just fine. They've handled the story very carefully and in a very respectful way to the source material, surprisingly. Yeah, one thing about, like, older games being redone later on, especially, like, in the case of Remake, Final Fantasy VII Remake, where it's, like, a thousand percent different, right? Like, it's it's just a a different gameplay loop. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, you know, a different setting uh, in the case of it, you know, being upgraded from painted backdrops to... 3d fully rendered uh, environments um and i think that that pretty much lends itself better to i don't want to say realistic that's a weird term but like in a way realistic storytelling because like yeah okay if you're running down a busy street and you see like two npcs that's not realistic Uh that's that's kind of weird but you run down and you see like a crowd of people or you see stores populated with people um or or cars parked on the street you know like now that we can do with modern technology we can have all that shit exist and then not fuck your console or fuck your computer um you know and it's just like it, that's just way better like that that, that is that, it makes for a much better environment that they would have done back then if they could probably that's my thought process anyways mm-hmm. but so. yeah I, i'm really enjoying it so far it's, it's really good can't say the same for other remakes though I've had I've had uh, mixed responses to uh, Final Fantasy VII remake. I've had people that say that it is what Final Fantasy VII should have been all along, which is that's maybe bullshit. a weird take. That's bullshit. That's, maybe that's a bit of a weird take, but you know. And, and then I've heard people who say that they they just hate the fact that they bothered to touch the story at all, which I, I sympathize with that a little bit. I feel like there is definitely a point in time where t- story needs to be touched. Maybe not in the case of the original Final Fantasy VII. Maybe it's effectively but, like a sequel. Like you cannot understand it without the original. It is like yeah, I like that though because like especially considering it's outside of any like any real loop. You don't need to play remake to feel like you've got the complete story. So you don't have to play it if you don't like what they're doing, and that's good. That mm-hmm. that's good because now it's like a disconnected sequel. Uh, I guess is kind of what you were getting at, right? Yeah. Like it it is a sequel. But it isn't necessary for your enjoyment of the story. It's like its placement in like this, you know, wobbly little timeline is like reminiscent of Xenoblade, I guess. Like it's yeah. it's a sequel, but it's taking place at the same time. But it's not because it's actually like a flashback. Like it's crazy, like crazy respectful, I guess, is what I'd say, because it's like, yeah, they were they knew what they were doing and they were being very, very careful. I, I'm excited to play it eventually. I uh, I was going to play it a while ago, but they wouldn't give me the new version uh, based off of owning a PS Plus version of the game. 
Like I couldn't buy the upgrade. I had to buy the game again if I wanted to do that, and I wasn't too happy about that, so I said, fuck it, I'll wait. But I'm sure it'll be on sale now with the second part coming out soon. Or you can just up your subscription to the the the, the big one, and then you can just play it like I did. I didn't buy it. Is it on there? Yes. The version Integrate? With, yeah, Integrate is on there. Oh, okay. So that's, that's new. It wasn't there before. Yeah, so. and also that's Death Stranding Special Edition is on there too. That's fine. I, I like Death Stranding. Don't think I'd ever give it a second play thing. Yeah, well, I haven't played it yet. So. I, I, I loved it. <laughs> Great game. I just, I don't think it had any replayability to it. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. Not all games do. Yeah. But like, it's on there and it's just, it, it's crazy what great of a deal that is. Like, I'm just shook to my core. Well, I think another thing too is that Sony is the only console still making really good uh, exclusives. Truthfully. Like, yeah. Xbox doesn't really have the exclusives anymore because you can just get them on PC. And half the time you get them on Game Pass, which means that you're never paying the full price of a fucking game ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, which is fine. That's good. Nothing, no, not, not talking shit. Um, but that means that Sony games still feel a bit more special. I mean, and Nintendo has the same situation. Tears of the Kingdom, I'm, I'm fucking super excited for it. Like, I love Breath of the Wild. I was infatuated with it. I When I beat the game, I was sad there wasn't more. So, you know, like, but then, like, I think about Halo. I mean, I already I was disillusioned, but, like, you know, it's like, I was like, eh. I can wait, because it's going to be free, basically, on Game Pass for forever. And I can just wait, and, you know, if I wait every three months, I can buy it for, I buy a month for a dollar, and I can just play the game. It's like, I'm, I'm, I don't feel any sense of... Maybe urgency is the wrong word, but I don't feel any sense of like no FOMO. necessity. <laughs> well, I don't know if FOMO is the right word, but like it. No, it's it's this need to play it while it's fresh and new, but you yeah. can put it off because you know yeah. that you can get it at any time. Yeah, no, that yeah. is exactly the same part of your brain that FOMO attacks. I suppose that's a fair point. You know what you should do, victim. Um, I think what you should do is you should get the Master Chief Collection on Steam, and you should. Every once in a while, uh, interrupt your regularly scheduled stream and stream some of those Inferno Plus mods for fun. <laughs> I really should. I, we, I was just talking to Rick about that. I was like, you know, if if we all got Master Chief Collection, that would be a fun, like, one-off night thing to do. I've got it like, already. <laughs> I can't foresee myself really playing through Halo again. I feel like at this point, if I want to play a shooter, I'm just going to boot up Planetside 2. Like, I feel like it's just, it's easier. I, I'm way more familiar with it at the moment. It's just, that's where my brain's going to go. Well, so, don't worry. You can't, won't be able to play Planet Side too soon at the rate it's going. It's dying yeah. fast. But like, it, it, you know, it'd be nice to just have like a, a like. It's essentially turning Halo into a party game. <laughs> I think that would be fun every once in a while for you to like stream something yeah. random like that, like just to break up the monotony of uh, going through some some slog of an RPG. Uh, you know, no disrespect to near replicant. It's great. Hey man, every JRPG has what like a minimum of forty hours, even like the older ones, and like a maximum of like hundred and twenty. There's mm-hmm. absolutely no way in hell that at some point that game is not a slog. It, it is just inevitable. It is. It is how it be. I'm really excited for you to play Legend of Dragoon because Legend of Dragoon is not a slog and respects you at all moments of the game. Like all of Ooh, the items, that fun. all of the healing items are like percentages, like half your health, full health. Um, half health for the whole party you know shit like that and you can only ever carry 32 items so you have to like balance it a little bit but your inventory never gets cluttered so that instant heal i'm I'm gonna Uh feel real real shitty for holding on to it i see all right 
the games yeah. after me. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Like um All thirty two of those thoughts will be filled at all times, Dylan. Yeah, it will. It should, if you're prepared, because then like like sixteen of them are probably gonna be healing items and then the rest are gonna be like like status heals and, and resurrection and um these are individual by the way. Uh <laughs> like if you want 32 oh. potions you can have 32 potions you won't have anything else that it, it's it's a bit of a balance and uh it's very hard in fact there's a there's a rom hack for legend of dragoon there's like a rom hack that uh doubles it just because it was really like difficult but it didn't stop you know 10 year old me from beating the game like it can't be that bad uh hey, i'll figure it out you'll be fine um mama ain't raised no bitch i I learned uh, after the fact that the throwable items uh, are returned to you after battle. I didn't know that. So there's, oh. some, there's like some really good like damage dealing items you can throw. If you use them, they're spent. You can't use them again. But then you get them as an item reward at the end of the combat. It's like a, it's like a smoke bomb that you can go pick up and then throw again next time. Or like a shuriken. Definitely right? weird, but I like it. Yeah. I didn't know that until someone pointed that out after my, my third playthrough or something. I'm like, wait, what? I could have been doing that? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but um, I'm definitely looking forward Fucking to that. Fucking ninja build. Throw anything. Seriously. But um, it always respects your time. Like You I, you never feel motivated to backtrack or grind for levels because you're always like good enough. Uh, as long as you're not running away from your fights. Um, now... There are a couple of optional challenges and super bosses that you probably won't do um, that would warrant uh, leveling a little bit. But like the game never really requires you to do it like it. It, it can be difficult uh, and you will have to learn mechanics, but like you never have to grind. Respects your time for sure. Anyway, is anything else you guys want to bring up? I think we should probably wrap up the show. No, I'm yeah. good with wrapping up. I, I think we're good. We we. I think we we really went off topic quite a bit there. It's but, all um, good. These I mean, three hour episodes are killing me, so I'm happy to end it way sooner than that. And this is yeah. really good episode length. So, again, thank you for listening to the Melomancy Podcast. Just a reminder: this is a value for value production. We didn't have any boosts to read today, or if we did, I didn't look. <laughs> uh, but if you want us to read something out on the air, um, feel free to send us a boostagram with a modern podcasting app, newpodcastingapps.com to go get yourself one. I prefer Fountain FM, but Podverse is also really good. Fountain FM's newest version uh, gives you a, a means to, to purchase Satoshis in the app, which is the currency that you would be using to stream uh, tokens to us or or send a boostagram. You don't need to know how it works. It's fine. Uh, but that's the, the magic internet money that you can use to uh, support the show. Uh, if you want to send us cash tips, there's also odyssey.com. Um, we appreciate the shit out of that too. But uh, yeah, support us if you want. Uh, we'll see you next time.